This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Soundgarden? That's right. It's a good band. It's on a lot of my workout playlists. Spoonman. Uh, there's a couple of songs that are really, really good workout songs. Yeah, not Black Hole Sun. Uh oh yeah for working out oh yeah yeah I guess it picks up hmm? yeah. <laughs> enough to work out yeah you don't work out <laughs> no uh if he was going to work out if, if, yeah if I were going to work out <laughs> a friend of mine worked out <laughs> uh no black hole sounds great uh, for a workout a- and there's another one um dad gone I'm just I'm drawing a blank on it. It was in the uh, Miami Vice film soundtrack uh, that was really, really, really good. Yeah, they've got some. You you want something that peaks and then kind of goes back because you, know, you, you do rest mm-hmm. and then you got to like get intense and then rest and yeah. So that's actually the description of that band. Yeah, that's exactly their whole thing. They're nominated, or at least they're on the list of nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You can uh, vote now. Uh, five uh, times a day. Up to five times a day. The people voting is underway, and uh, I. I still, I, I feel like I'm picking on Cindy Lauper. I just find it hard to believe she's on this list. That someone in Cleveland said, yeah, maybe the Hall of Fame. She's a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, fine. Do you think she I've... shouldn't be on the list? <laughs> no. I mean. You mean what? I, I'm okay with it. I think she's awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, name four songs. Um, <laughs> girls just want to have fun. I mean, there, there's, I could probably sing to all of her songs, but I don't think I can name the. Uh, that, that's okay. So yeah. there should be a litmus test yes. to be in the greatest of all time that you could name four songs off the top of your head. I can name two. What was the second one? Time after time. Yeah. Those true colors. True colors. There's three. Uh, yeah. We're struggling to yeah. fool. Is it Ico Ico or Eco Eco? Not a clue what you're talking about. That one about. has like like 100 million plays. Okay, I just, stop it. <laughs> just stop with this 100 million plays crap. Uh, yeah, that doesn't, th- those hard, un- quantifiable numbers, they mean nothing. Okay, so we should we should elect people to the Hall of Fame based Not on what I said. just plays. That is, but that's the argument you brought to the no, table. No, I'm saying like uh, if it's been played 100 million times, one of the three of us should have known what it is. Did you? I haven't played it. Okay. Here, I I'll haven't either, it. and neither is Debbie. So I don't know. Maybe if I heard it. Yeah, I'll find it but and play. Here it is. You, here it's right here. You, Let's see. You have a good point, Brian. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. <laughs> You're not making any kind of case here. <laughs> That's not even her original song. It's a remake of a song. This song was in Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise, but not Cindy Lauper's version of it. You got a hundred million people trying to find the wrong song. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and we all know this song. Or a hundred people doing it a lot. Voting more than five times a day. No, I'm talking about hitting play on the wrong version of that. Yeah, what was the name of that? There was the original band that did that song that was in the soundtrack of Rain Man that it got on radio because of the movie. It it wasn't like an organic music hit. It was in the soundtrack, and that caused it to become like a radio hit at the time. Right, right, popular. Yeah, and it was a snappy kind of a... Mm -hmm. I didn't even know Cindy Lauper had a version of that. 
But that's still not going to make the case for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, um, I, I mean, I guess you go on sheer numbers compared to like a sports career or whatever, right? You know, Dan Marino didn't get a Super Bowl, but he's still in the Hall of Fame. Right. Based on mm-hmm. what he did. I don't know that she has the numbers, though. I, I, I was just looking. I, I don't get the sense. Her, her window was fairly small. She was as popular as there was popular around 1984, you, you know, when she had two, three, four hits right. in a row. But that was about it. Yeah, you didn't hear much after that. And- right. And, and, and I like her. I, 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 she's on. I've, I've got her music. You know, but I'm just, there should be some standard for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy, but I mean, if you're going to call it the Hall of Fame, now, if you just want to call it, you know, rock and roll and anybody and everybody <laughs> celebrated, that's fine. But I, I just get to the point where I, I know there are these like baseball purists and I'm not that guy. But when I look at the list, because who else was on the list? I've already followed them. Well, real quick, was it the Dixie Cups that sang that original song? That's the other big one that's coming up. I thought it was like a foreign, uh, like a, a band from some other, uh, I okay. don't know. Fair uh, enough. Very, it could be. Mm-hmm. I don't really know, to be honest with you. Who else is on the list? Oh, here. I've, I've kind of got like a playlist up. Uh, it is um, going to the top. We've got Kate Bush, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Warren Zevon. Uh, we've got uh, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, Iron Maiden, uh, Joy Division, New Order. Um, let's hear Cindy Lauper. I already said tribe called quest, tribe called quest. rage against, rage the, against machine, the machine, the white stripes, stripes. Willie Nelson. Yep. Yeah. The spinners. Uh, and the spinners were a great band, yep. but I don't know if they're rock and roll hall of fame. I mean, of that era, they're not the temptation. I love them, but I don't know either. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would feel Cheryl Crow shouldn't be uh, on there. Really? Oh. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I can't name three of her songs. I bet you could. I bet you could really. It, sing along, you could sing along probably to five or six. Of I her said songs. that about Cindy Lauper too. <laughs> yeah, but and I can uh, sing along to them. I can't name them. Oh, yeah. that consistency thing. Cheryl Crow had a much longer distinguished career in music. She was a backup singer, like for Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. You know, she performed with a lot of bands before then breaking out into her own individual solo career. Uh, and I'm assuming that from the 90s through the 2000s, she probably sold as many records as anyone, right? Yeah, she did really well. Every Day is a Winding Road. Steve McQueen. Yeah. If It Makes You Happy, All I Want to Do. Those are all big ones that you know. Certainly know. Yeah, yeah. I know I know those. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I guess. Debbie's I coming in for the women I, today. Just <laughs> no, I'm against this one. I don't, I don't, I guess I don't like her music that much. So Really? That would, <clears throat> so my, my. My choices are not based on anything other than, eh, she's okay. Yeah, that's a good, I, have, I mean, that's I the criteria. No, I think no criteria. <laughs> she had uh, 11 studio albums, five compilations, and three live albums. Uh, and uh, it, she was, in 2023, nominated, of course. And she's, I don't know, I, I, I find her to be more relevant musically than Cindy. How many albums Although did Cindy, Cindy Lauper have? Okay. <sighs> <laughs> You're, you're saying that qualifies her. No. I, I'm, I'm saying that there is a tangible, in my opinion, only my opinion, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that there is a quality thing. 
that some people have more of than others. And it's not always just about how many albums or how many play, you know, downloads or how many it's there are like Warren Zevon never sold a ton of albums. But if you talk to most rock historians, one of the more important rock figures, you know, everybody knows like Werewolf in London. But I mean, this guy was, you know, a guy who was, uh, you know, amazingly respected by the music industry. So he wasn't Cindy Lauper, who had the 15 minutes of fame and some pop hits, but he had a 40 year career that might be a different case to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sure, I get that. Is that you know but- what I'm saying? It's not just quantity. It's also musical ability. And I mean, Sir Crow is a guitarist and a, I mean, a songwriter and in a number of bands, you know, she came from Little Fenton, Missouri and had a really a pretty impressive career outside of just even those solo albums that did very well. Right. Cindy Lauper was in a music video with the guy from the WWE running around. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you know. I mean, that was the 80s, though. Everybody was in a no, cheesy video. Duran Duran, they were in the James Bond film. That's the video you wanted to be in. They had all the ladies <laughs> painted. And, uh, no, so I, I, who knows? It's all it's all your opinion because you either and like I, it or I you don't. I don't really care. I love Missy Elliott. <laughs> I mean, personally, love her. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't know. I think I tracked down the origin of that song, the Ico Ico. You're still on this. Well, I, I, I <laughs> can't let easy, it go. Easy to go. The Dixie Cups were the ones who did it, okay. but the version you're referring to is by the Bell Stars. They covered it for the Rain Man soundtrack okay. and it charted. But that's when it hit mm-hmm. was because of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. The original was a 1965 song. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so she toured. Joe Crow toured with Michael Jackson, like at the. I mean, from '87 to '89, like during bad mm-hmm. i mean at the height of his popularity uh she did she was recorded with stevie wonder belinda carlisle uh jimmy buffett don henley i mean she was in like major major records and bands that you don't know because it was a don henley album right so musically as a guitarist and a backup vocalist she had a big career before she even hit it big on her own so but you could be right i don't have any idea but it's also I, when I you put either. it up to a fan vote, what the hell are you expecting, right? I'm voting for Willie. Uh, Willie Nelson, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know who could argue against that. As, yeah, that's the point. I, not the my people that tea. really hate marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Willie Nelson ought to get an award just for looking this age for 60 years. Big golfer, too. Loves the golf. He came to the state fair one time oh, yeah. and yeah. played out at Hickory Point Golf Course. Uh, you, you know, because how do you miss the guy? Right. I mean, how many 800 year old prunes have like, you know, ponytails down, right. you know, out of their golf hat? Right. Right. Easy to spot. They, they wanted to have us wear the Willie Braids at the Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> said, no, no, sir. Okay. The moment when you've lost Debbie Vogel in an interview. <laughs> no, I'm. Okay, listen to this. <laughs> She's researching. Cindy Lauper's had 11 studio albums. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, she, in 2010, Memphis Blues became Billboard's most successful blues album of the year. Okay. Wow. Um, Isn't there a blues hall of fame? There might be. Okay. She won a Tony for best original score for composing uh, Kinky Boots mm. on Broadway. Okay. Um, making her the first woman to win the category by herself. Okay. Um, blah, blah, blah. The musical was awarded five other Tonys, um, including for Best New Musical. Okay. 
2014, she got a Grammy for Best Musical Theater Album. Um, 2016, the West End production won Best New Musical at the Oliver. I mean, she's got, she sold over 50 million records. Like, she wasn't just in 1983 hmm. through 6. That's a compelling the, case, Debbie. No, it's not. For me, it is. No, it's not. The Tonys, Broadway has nothing to do with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, it, it's music, but it's not the same thing. It doesn't mean she didn't have a lot of success. I will grant you that. Her height of Cindy Lauper's popularity was in the 1980s. Uh, she might have done some great work on a Broadway show that mm-hmm. was awarded, but that doesn't mean that she was in kids' minds as a rock and roll star. That's a whole different career. Well, Willie Nelson is not a rock star. He's a country musician. And and probably more famous for just being Willie Nelson than his music. You can leave Willie guess. out, too. I don't give a <laughs> But Willie's a lock, I think. For length. I, I mean, that, that's <laughs> one of those. That's just, you know, <laughs> you can't say no to Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, Willie Nelson. Yeah. True. I don't know. Yeah. True. I, I think that a musical on Broadway is very different than what, a rock and roll hall of fame doesn't mean you can't get crossover there like springsteen did a broadway show but springsteen's in the rock and roll hall of fame because of his music career not his broadway career and the who the same way right tommy was a flop yeah that whole thing that whole rock opera thing was yeah, it was weird that was pete townsend doing way too many drugs <laughs> that's a weird guy yeah no for sure debbie bogle's in from the united way uh so are you watching anything fun will you watch frazier the revival you're about the right age. Uh, I never, I've never. You didn't watched watch the Frasier. original? No. Wow. I've, I keep having this conversation, and that's the same reaction I get from everyone. But somebody had to. It was on for eleven years. I mean, when was it on? I was still like in high school. Well, Cheers. It, you know, it, it's it was a spinoff from Cheers. Okay. Because Frasier and Lilith were characters on Cheers. Cheers lasted eleven years, and so did Frasier. I mean, it was on TV as long as Cheers. Hmm. It got yeah, done in two thousand three. Okay. So you didn't watch it either. They're doing no. a revival with all the old cast. Uh, like, and I, I don't know if I, if this stuff's being thrown at me because I'm old. That's my gut feeling. You, you know, oh, reminisce. Go back to the good old days. <laughs> uh, yeah, this and is on right at 4.30 after dinner. As the good old days, right? <laughs> right. They're gonna, next, they're going to revive Empty Nest and Matlock. <laughs> What was empty nest? It was just some old psychiatrist guy. You had to, you would have to have remembered that show. It's, was that with Christy McNichols? I don't know the names. The guy's face is a hundred percent recognizable. And it did, just, did Jimmy McNichol die recently? Did I see that? Uh, no clue. Was, <laughs> no, no idea. <laughs> what was that show he had where they had to change the name every year as he got older? It was like James at 15, oh, James yeah. at 16. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Empty Nest. Yep, Richard Mulligan. Yeah. Who? Richard Mulligan. You'll, you'll know his face. Yep. I mean, he's in a ton of things. Is it, wasn't it a spinoff? No, it was Christy McNichol. Yeah. And it's yeah. A, was it a spinoff of Golden Girls? Uh, well, first of all, Richard Mulligan, if you're going to give Richard props, you got to go to Soap because oh, yeah. he was like the dad, you know, the, the uh, yes. I mean, that's the yes. show you want to be, you don't remember for Empty Nest. <laughs> I'm sure Richard's be, dead, but let me give him his props. I think you might be right, Nick, because Estelle Getty was in it as Sophia. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, Richard Mulligan died How in How is Paul Provenza in this show? What is wrong with people? <laughs> they were just trying to cash checks, right? <laughs> yeah. It was a weird show. I, I don't know why. I a saw middle-aged it. Miami pediatrician 
whose life is turned upside down when his wife Libby dies and two of his adult daughters move back into the family home. Yeah, it ran seven years. Yeah. Early episodes established that the Golden Girls characters are neighbors of the Westons. Ah. And B. Arthur, Rue McClanahan, Betty White, and Estelle Getty all made appearances on the show. Never saw an episode. Oh, Seven bet. seasons. <laughs> As a hit. They need to reboot that one. I don't know how they do it. The daughters are still around. Just or stop. Just stop. Turn out just bleeding the turnip. Stop. How old is Christy McNichol? Well, we here. I'm, She's 60. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen her in a long time. Have you? No. I mean, like in anything or about her or anything? No, not a word. She retired from acting in 2001. By her own choice? Or, I don't know about that. That's what, that's what she said. Okay. She was one of those child stars, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, who first kind of got into... She was in Family. Right. Yeah. And so that would have been when she was. But you would also find her like, you know, back in the 70s, what was really cool, Nick, like you don't get so much today is like she was in a hit show, but then she'd be on a special episode of Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. Okay. Or she'd show up at the Bionic Woman. I did just find. Or like everybody did the Love Boat. Love Boat. Yeah. (laughs) She left the show. She left Empty Nest in, in 92 after being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Came back for the final episode in 95. That was her last on-screen performance. And then she did some voices for Extreme Ghostbusters and Invasion America. So she was done acting in 95. And I completely confused her brother for another actor. Jimmy McNichol was an actor, but he was kind of like Christy McNichol light. You know I mean? Like like he got probably drug along to auditions. (laughs) So I threw him a bone. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. But who was the guy who played James in 15? Well, I'll find that. But since you asked. <laughs> I've uh, never even heard of that. You don't remember that? Lance? No. Oh, man. Do you remember the original Salem's Lot, the TV movie that had uh, Hutch Well, from Starsky and Hutch? I was yeah. like eight. No, you weren't. When the, James at 15, 1977 to 78. Right. How old were you? I was... Eight and nine. You weren't watching TV at eight and nine? It was main for young people. I, I don't remember it. Okay. <laughs> at all. Oh, and uh, Melissa Lance. Sue Anderson, the the uh, Mary from Little House on, on the, the Prairie. Prairie. Yeah, there you go. Wow, we sound old. Yeah. Or I sound old. <laughs> you remember when she went blind? <laughs> yes. You know you were upset. <laughs> oh, wow. I do remember that. Which the Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, Little House on the Prairie. But did she go blind on the show? Uh, yes. Yeah. Scar- yes. Scarlet Fever. I, I, that jacked me up as a kid. Uh-huh. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, I mean. You got I, the emotional impact? I, yeah. I didn't want to go blind. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> jacked me all up. <laughs> had to go watch Highway to Heaven. Lance Kerwin was the guy I was thinking of. It, so there's a really, I remember, and I haven't seen it for years, but they did a TV movie version of the Stephen King book, Salem's uh-huh. Lot, which was the vampire book. Mm-hmm. And it was really creepy. Like for a TV movie at that age. It was like, uh, I don't know, 19, because this guy was in like the the mid to late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he had this James, he was a teenager show, and every year he got older, they changed, so it was James of 15, James of mm-hmm. 16. I didn't watch that. But the Salem's Lot thing, really creepy. And the book came out in 75, so it had to be a little later than that, right? Uh, 1979. Hmm. 
and it was on CBS. Okay. Hey, right for right for Paramount. I probably can find it in the Paramount app. I'm tonight. sure you can. But David Soul, who he just was, died. Who? Jane, Lance Kerwin did. Right. That's who I, I. Yeah, just like a month ago. I said Jimmy McNichol, but I got the two confused. Oh, gotcha. Was, okay. Yeah, he had just passed away. Uh, and everybody said he was a really sweet dude. I mean, you know, you get like sometimes those actors and people mm-hmm. just say what they think they mm-hmm. should say. And then you can tell sometimes mm-hmm. people really are yeah. good people. Mm-hmm. And I read a lot about that. But that movie was really scary. Uh, I don't know if I remember it. it was he was also, I remember this, The Loneliest Runner. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> That was the Michael Landon story. Is that where he, like, because he wet the bed? Yeah. Ah! Yes. I am even impressing myself today. Yes. He was a bedwetter. <laughs> Don't know. That learned yes. to use track and field to overcome Because he his... had to run home every day and get the sheets out of the window because his mom would hang them out on the window to so everybody shame him. could see. Is there any chance I saw that at school? I, I hope you didn't see this one because then you're going to be worried you're going blind and, and wet, the, wet bed. the bed. And your mom's going <laughs> to hang your sheets out and you won't know because you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's tough to live with those times. <laughs> I can't believe the rest of us are worried about nuclear war. <laughs> <laughs> like one minute you can see and the next minute you got scarlet fever. <laughs> I didn't want that to happen. Oh, my God. Well, the Loneliest Runner. I would have never pulled that title out, but I do remember the movie. I do, too. That's pretty clutch, Debbie. Directed yeah. by Michael Landon, written by Michael Landon. Now, do you know who Michael Landon's daughter is, right? Uh, yes. Uh, the the girl from Apartment B. What's, what is her name? I don't know. The yeah. girl from what? The, the, the B from Apartment B. What, I don't know what her, I don't. She's in everything. Everything, yeah. But she plays the cowgirl, like the ranch hand on Yellowstone that you can't understand a word she says. Jennifer Landon. Yes. She's in all kinds of stuff. But she's unrecognizable in Yellowstone. Like, she's got her own, like, literally, like, language. And, you know, they're constantly translating for her. <laughs> That's pretty funny. She's a great actress. Mm-hmm. In a lot of stuff. I like her. And uh, she was in Animal Kingdom. Uh, she was in, she did some soap opera stuff. Yellowstone, FBI, Most Wanted, uh, recurring role. You just kind of catch her, but she's so different in every role, it takes you a minute to recognize her. That's yeah. how good she is. Mm-hmm. All right. I got to tell you about our friends uh, at Peerless. I just saw last night on LinkedIn, they were over in Springfield saving somebody's basement. You know, when the water damage and, and we're in this kind of like where you don't know what the weather's going to do and you end up with a bad storm and all of a sudden you got like a basement full of water. They were literally just there. Let me pull this up because I saw it last night. Uh, here we go. They were over at Bound to Stay Bound Books in Jacksonville uh, and you got books, right? You don't mix books and water. They do an amazing job. And you might know them from the dry cleaning, and I've used them for years. Suits, dresses, everyday work, attire, travel, wash. They do wedding dresses and prom and doctor's lab coats and everything in between. But when you need someone in an emergency, they are available literally 24-7, 365. They're dry cleaning locations on El Dorado Monroe. 8 through 5, Monday through Friday. Office hours, 8 through 5, Monday through Friday. But their emergency restoration, 24-7, 365. Because usually disasters in your life don't set appointments. 
and they don't happen Monday through Friday during work hours. So they are there since 1945, 75 plus years. You can call 217-423-7703 or go to peerlessrestoration.com today for all your cleaning needs from the local experts you can trust. And they are local, family owned, all the way back. Good stuff, great people. And uh, they're there for you when you maybe need them the most. We get into spring, right? You just, God, I, I want warm weather and I want the spring, but I hate all that comes with it. All the rain. And night, this month's kind of freaky too, because you just don't know when you go from. Oh. <laughs> it's a good Thanks, song. Nick. It's like this, this ought to be one of those like adopt a pet commercials. A good yes. workout song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and up and down. <laughs> Evidently, she could hit a lot of octaves. I mean, she's a talented singer. She had that kind of like personality, but she's talented. I might be getting convinced. I don't know. You're better a, than like Rage Against the Machine just gets in for their politics. I'm going to go vote for her. Okay, you go do that five times a day, every day. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.